Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Let's talk about this breaking news here this morning with Justin mm-hmm. Trudeau in Ottawa announcing a federal vaccine passport. This would be for international and domestic travel long awaited. Uh, apparently by the end of next month, mm-hmm. this thing could be up and running. Well, the BC, we've got our own system here, right? So how is this going to work? <clears throat> well, it sounds like a number of provinces are on side. Half the provinces are, have signed up for this. Um, BC has not, but that's, again, my my experience is when it comes to travel, it's an ongoing, evolving situation. The rules are constantly changing. You and I talked uh, a couple weeks ago, caller phoned in about mixed vaccines. Can you still get into the United States? And predicted, well, they're going to work itself out. And sure enough, now the state says, yeah, and they if, did. Yeah. if you got mixed vaccine, you can come in. So this is working itself out. So the, the international passport idea is a new concept. Yeah. Uh, I expect BC to be part of this at some point, but we're not there yet. I'm not sure exactly why that is. Okay. We'll probably find that out later this morning. All right. Let's play a clip here of Trudeau a short time ago on how to get this passport with the whole country on board. Here's Trudeau a short time ago. Uh, you can download it onto your phone. Uh, you can print it out. Uh, you can uh, ask for a copy by mail if uh, you don't have those capacities. But you are now able uh, to show proofs of vaccination immediately in all those provinces. And all other provinces have uh, agreed and are working hard to come online. Okay, so he says all other provinces have agreed. So it would appear that BC has some sort yeah, of agreement I, I, here I, on this. Yeah, I'm not sure why there would be a, a, an obstacle here, but yeah. uh, again, this, these things are evolving. It takes some time to implement these changes, but uh, yeah, I mean, last year the concept we talked about an international passport, a travel passport, li- likely to, to come, and that's exactly what's happening. So no surprise. Okay, Premier John Horgan's got a media availability today at what, what time? Twelve noon. Twelve noon. Yeah. Okay, and uh, no doubt he will be asked this will about come this. Up. Oh, so. for sure. Yeah. This will come up, and I expect that he's going to have a, an answer ready. Yeah, and uh, that'll be covered live here on CKNW, by the way, so make sure you keep it locked here all morning for continuing coverage on that uh, developing story. Uh, Keith, let me ask you about uh, something that Kevin Falcon just said to me here on the show, uh, running for the federal or the B.C. Liberal Party leadership, the former Liberal Finance Minister, former Transportation Minister, and we talked about the Massey Tunnel, chronically clogged and congested, one of the worst traffic bottlenecks in the Lower Mainland. You'll remember that the previous Liberal government wanted to build that 10-lane bridge. The NDP canceled the bridge, said they're building another tunnel instead. Now check out what he said to me here. He said this is what he would do if he wins the Liberal Party leadership and he becomes Premier about this plan now to build another Massey tunnel. Have a listen to Kevin Falcon here a short time ago. Should I become Premier of this province, I will stop them moving forward because nothing will have been done yet. They will not have been able to start that project. I will dust off the work that's already been done and get going on that 10-lane bridge. Okay. So he says he would cancel the tunnel. Back to the drawing board. The drawing board that never disappears on this project. It's always (laughs) on the drawing board. It's never shovels in the ground. Um, Interesting. You know, the Liberals have gone all in on the bridge. The bridge was opposed by the regional mayors, uh, notably Richmond. Yeah. Uh, We'll see uh, again. He's got a couple hurdles to cross, uh, to clear. He's got to first win the leadership. And then yes. he's got to become premier. Yeah. One's easier than the other. And uh, so, again, that's it's an interesting talking point, but I'm not sure how. Well, he said to me, too, like I tried to pin him down a bit and said, OK, so you're saying 100 percent guaranteed you become premier, you cancel this project. And he said, well, unless they've sunk a whole ton of money into it by that point. But he said, but I don't think they will, because the environmental challenges with this project of putting another tunnel in that river 
are going to be so complicated. He says this thing will be tied up in like environmental reviews and challenges for years. Well, I'm not so. sure how long that will be. It will have to go through a rigorous environmental assessment process, don't question. Yeah. Um, and that's something the bridge had already cleared. So we are sort of back to square one with, with the tunnel replacement uh, in, in it being a tunnel rather than a bridge. And he's quite right. Well, we could be in the middle of an assessment process before uh, the next election. One thing I'll just remind the listeners, there was a time when Falcon was the liberal transportation minister that he actually said that he his his preference was to... Uh, refurbish the existing tunnel and it would last for another 50 years so this is the way this thing has gone now it's gone from a refurbished tunnel to a bridge to a new tunnel and now this guy's saying he would go back to a bridge so it's like back and forth back and forth on this project and meanwhile you got these poor commuters who are just wasting their lives well, in traffic still, jams it's still a bit all in the theory, because he's not premier, and we don't know whether he's going to be premier. So it's it's a long way down the road, but uh, the, the future of that project remains uncertain because it's going to take a long time to get through that environmental assessment process. Okay, get set to call me on that one. I'm interested in what people think on it. Now, real real quickly, Keith, we're going to take a little early break here because it's an interesting day. We're, we're speaking from the BC legislature at CKNW studio here at the legislature the in posh, Victoria. The posh. Yeah, it's a very nice studio. And uh, the uh, today is the earthquake drill, And right? we're in the basement. Yeah. So we're in the worst place to be if an there's earthquake. an earthquake yes. in this legislature, given the, the, the weight of this building. So we're going to have the great shakeout every year at this time, this day, 1021. And the legislature takes it very seriously. Yes. So we've got, we've got sound effects. We've got alarms going off. We've got voices saying earthquake, earthquake, you know, abandoned ship sort of thing. And uh, I'm an earthquake warden, so my job is to get you out of this building onto the under the back lawn and uh, make sure you're in the right spot. I feel much safer with you here, <laughs> but um, I've got my helmet with me though and my bright yellow vest. Okay, 10:21 precisely is when this is supposed to begin. So here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna take a quick early break here, come back, open the phone lines like we do every day. That, uh, at 10:21 though, we got to get out of here when they mm -hmm. ring this alarm bell, and hopefully, I think you'll be able to hear it here over the microphones. It's a pretty loud. It's pretty loud. Alarm, yeah, and I. I have to escort you out because I'm an earthquake warden. I've uh, okay the power to, uh, and I can't stay here. Like if you try to stay here and, and keep doing the show, no. they'll they'll come and drag you out of here. Yep, you got to leave. All right, welcome back to the show. It's Baldry's beat, Keith Baldry from Global News. And like we said earlier, today's the earthquake drill at the legislature is where we are right now at the CKNW studio. Ten twenty one is when the alarms are going to go off here. Uh, just a little over, well, a little less than five minutes from now. So I think you'll be able to hear that. Over them, over pretty, our microphones here in the studio. It's going to be loud in the in the basement. Certainly loud in the upper floors, okay. uh, and in my building, the, the armory building. Okay, we'll see how that goes. Let's take your calls in the meantime, and we'll speak to uh, Mark and Delta. Hey, Mark. Hi, Mike. Hi, Keith. Quick uh, thing. I think uh, bridge is the way to go. Uh, tunnel bridge is going to be damaged. Uh, question for Keith. This is on behalf of a friend. He's flying him and his wife, Vancouver to London Heathrow in England. Any idea what tests he needs? He can't get through to anyone. Well, you should be able to get, Google. Uh, go to Heath, Heathrow's uh, website. You should be able to find what, what the uh, rival rules are. I assume you're definitely uh, proof of vaccination is likely, uh, I would think, and perhaps uh, a PCR test. Yeah, and you'll need a proof of vaccination coming back to Canada, yeah, don't, right? Don't bother phoning people. Just You can find that a lot of this stuff is online. online. You can just go to, a, go to an airport website. Ed in Surrey. Hi, Ed. How are you? Good. Go ahead. I am old enough that I was involved in building the tunnel 
Wow. In the construction equipment side, the original tunnel. And every day we had a pickup truck to pick up the dead fish oh. and the dead everything and take it to the Steveson dump. Oh. Uh, they even picked up one day, they picked up this beautiful sturgeon dead oh. and threw it in the dump. Oh my now, goodness. in those days, nobody cared a whole bunch about dead fish. Right. But mm-hmm. let me tell you, this whole tunnel thing they're proposing with the silt alone and machinery oil and drill cuttings and all the stuff they're going to use to lower these sections in and clean this out will have a very, very negative impact on the environment. The other issue is I don't care where you go in this world. If you go into a tunnel, whether it's the Lincoln Tunnel in New York or any tunnel, the traffic slows down. Mm-hmm. And our tunnel doesn't on a bridge. And then you have no access for emergency helicopters or anything else with a tunnel. If that something happens bad in that tunnel, it's bad for the day. So okay, thank, thank you. Decision. Thanks, Ed, for the call. And, you know, when we get into an environmental assessment review of a new tunnel, I don't know. They might they might go back and take a look at the environmental impact of the original tunnel. So who knows? Maybe Ed will be called to oh, testify. I think, you know? I, this could go on for years. I mean, the ex- expectation, this is not going to be a quick snap of the finger process. This is going to be a rigorous process that's going to take some time. Although the government says the technology has improved on this stuff and oh, they, can do it, they can do it cleaner. Technology has you know? improved everywhere, but has yeah. it improved to the point to guarantee zero environmental impact? Right. I kind of doubt that. That's the thing. Okay, Chris in Surrey. Hi, Chris. Hi, guys. I can't get before the curse, before the card, but if uh, Kevin uh, Falcon wins the leadership and he got the next election, wins the uh, premiership, I would definitely vote liberal. I would want to see that tunnel gone. My family and I lived in Ladner for 37 years. We all moved away from there because of that tunnel. I want to see a bridge there before I die. Okay, Chris, thanks for the call. Well, the tunnel has very few friends, but the bridge has few friends, too, over in Metro. The regional mayors uh, opposed the bridge. But again... Um, well, you know what Falcon says to that when you point that out to him, and he'll say, well, they oppose the Canada line, too. Uh, and that's we, a very and, good you know, point. Now everybody loves the Canada Ke- line. Kevin Falcon was the transportation minister, and if you recall, the mayors, there was, I think the mayor of Pitt Meadows and Maple Ridge were the ones who were blocking the Canada line, and his point was, what have you got to do with the Canada line? You're, you're you know, miles away from this. And he overrode the mayors and right. built the Canada line, him and Gordon Campbell. So... There is precedent there to override uh, local local uh, mayors' concerns. Yeah, I mean, he said that if you listen to these local mayors, uh, you wouldn't get anything built. You wouldn't get anything built. built. Yeah. So you know, he's saying that basically, okay, it doesn't you know the the mayors may not like the bridge idea. So what? We should build it anyway. But we're still a long ways away from Kevin Falcon being premier. We're yes, not we are. There yet. Yes, we are. Okay, um, we're almost at ten. 21 a.m. As far as my clock, yeah, we're we should be hearing the alarm. This is there it is. There it is. Listen to that. Cover. Hold on. Earthquake. Earthquake. Yeah. Earthquake. Can you hear that? Cover. Hold on. Yeah, that's at the BC Legislature. That is the so earthquake. We have to duck and cover, and we got to get out of here. Order to evacuate after we duck and cover. Yeah, we've got to get out of here. So what we've done is we got you covered here. Don't worry. I've uh, pre-recorded an interview here for you that we're going to play right now in this very topic. I'm your earthquake warden. I'll protect you. Okay, let's get out of here. Thank you, Keith. We'll be back.
Today is the day. It's the Great BC Shakeout today, part of the Worldwide International Shakeout. It's an annual day for earthquake preparation, including lots of companies and offices doing earthquake drills today. Let's discuss with my guest, Glenn Williams-Jones, professor in earth sciences at SFU. Glenn, thanks for coming on today. My pleasure. Okay, Glenn, we are actually recording this early today. We plan to play this during the actual shakeout drill uh, this morning. Where will you be this morning during the actual shakeout? What's your plan today? Um, I'm going to be out front of the uh, Department of Earth Sciences where uh, we're holding our uh, BC shakeout uh, drill uh, and standing in front of a small citizen science seismometer called a Raspberry Shake. Yes, now I've been reading about that. It's really interesting. Is this, this is some technology that can, can this predict an earthquake or what does it do? We can't predict, um, but what it can do for a very inexpensive, um, you know, a small investment is have these uh, sensors, just like the normal high-grade sensors, distributed all over the place in people's homes um, and ideally in people's you know, children's schools to try to learn about earthquakes and become prepared for the earthquakes. We're not going to predict, but we can mitigate. Right, so you'd get like... A, a very s- short warning? Um, so these, it, it's more for the citizen science perspective to, to get students to understand about and, and the population about how earthquakes work. Um, you will see earthquakes from around the world on these, but they're not going to give you an immediate warning. Um, there are other uh, sensors that are more sensitive and designed for that. Okay, well, I think that's really important work you're doing there. Why is this day important to prepare for a major quake, the International Shakeout Day? Why is that an important day? Because what is critical is that we get into the habit. We want to build up that muscle memory of dropping, getting onto the ground when uh, things start to shake, and getting protecting ourselves, getting undercover, and holding on for at least a minute so that we can immediately respond. You don't want to be thinking, you want to be reacting in the right way. Right, so the buzz phrase that I've always heard is drop, cover, and hold on, right? So you should, what should you do? Get under a table if you can? Is that the best thing? If you can, yeah. yeah. You, you immediately want to drop because the ground is going to be shaking so hard you can't walk. Drop to the ground and then um, basically cover your neck and head uh, to protect yourself from anything that's falling, and then where you can, get under a desk and hold on. And if there isn't a desk, get into the corner of, of a room that's more, it's, it's safer. And then you want to hold on until that shaking is stopped. Okay, do you think that we're ready? I mean, we do this drill every year. Everyone's well aware that we live in an earthquake zone, but do you think that we're ready for a big one if it does hit? Uh, I think we still have a way to go. Um, everyone needs to have their own emergency kits. And, um, you know, we need to be, and this is why this exercise is so important, we need to be more aware of the natural dynamic system around us. Uh, It is just a matter of when. So um, we can all do our part. And, And the other thing, this is so important, is if you know what to do, then you're empowered to be able to do it. You can sleep better at night knowing uh, that, that you, know, you know exactly what to do, just like we do in a fire drill. Right. Last question for you, Glenn. For people at home who maybe don't have that kit, everyone should have an earthquake kit. Should they also have a plan of what to do if one hits? 
Absolutely. You need to have a plan to know uh, where are your children, your loved ones, your, your family members and friends, where to go to meet up. Um, and, and really simple things can be done. Even if you don't have a kit yet, you can move towards that. Having canned food set aside, um, a little bit of cash on hand, these kinds of things. And then you can build up to it. Have a good shakeout today. Thank you, and you too. All right, thanks a lot. That's Glenn Williams-Jones there. He's a professor in earth sciences at Simon Fraser University.